Hey everybody, C-Note here. Welcome to the C-Note Audio Extravaganza. This is your host, Mr. Christian Rivera, bringing you the show that is like a three-legged table, a little bit tipsy, and almost perfect. Uh, today I wanted to talk about stigmas. Stigmas are really stigmas in, in, in a lot of contexts, uh, social stigmas, when it comes to, really for me, I'm going to share kind of some personal stuff and talk about... Um, how a lot of stigmas have affected me from mental health to now being a divorcee, almost being a divorcee officially, and um, being a single dad or a divorced dad, as I like as some people put it, um, and really what the differences are, and kind of talk about that a little bit and um, how you really shouldn't care. So without further ado, let's go. Okay, so I hope you guys are doing well. I uh, oof, I wasn't even sure if I was going to do a podcast today because I haven't. I just haven't been feeling it. I haven't been feeling like talking into the ether. Sometimes it's a, sometimes I get a little bit too self-aware of the fact that I'm just talking into a phone, and then maybe somebody's gonna listen to it. I don't know. Uh, but I love the process. I love being able to do this and to think of a topic and be able to work through it. So that's kind of what keeps me going. If I think about the audience too much, it's it's it, it's discouraging. <laughs> that's how I. That's why I really don't use Twitter that much because it just feels like you're just talking into the ether. You're not really having a conversation. And w- with the early days of Anchor, at least with my experience of it, uh, I was doing that a lot more. I haven't been doing that so much these days because Anchor's been kind of a time commitment that I don't really have. And um, I don't know. I, I I need to make more of an effort to do that, to really enjoy it more and not just feel like I'm talking to myself. But for now, I'm just going to talk to myself because whatever, I just got to get stuff out there. So last night, the, the whole context for this is that like last night I couldn't sleep and my brain was just going in circles and I was awake feeling this heavy guilt of leaving my unborn child, uh, in the situation where, for those who don't know the context, um, my wife and I split up uh, two months ago, three months ago, two months, I don't know, time, it's hard, um, in September, mid-September, uh, I left, and um, there's a lot of complicated reasons for it, uh, I wasn't great, she wasn't great, we weren't good together, really, I mean, she's a great person, I love her dearly, but our dynamic together wasn't working, the life we were building wasn't one that we were genuinely building together and it wasn't working. Um, but unfortunately when I left, she was three months pregnant and, um, is now about halfway there and, uh, she's due in April and there's been a lot of, for me, distancing myself from that emotionally and almost giving up on the prospect of being a father in some sense, but it creeps in uh, because, you know, I do want to be a father and I do want involvement, but I don't want to be there. I don't want to be close to that situation. And I'm starting to build a life out here again and do, do some new things. And, um, with that really is just the, the, the guilt occasionally of 
feeling like, you know, my kid's going to possibly be told negative things about me or, um, that they'll make their own assumptions based on what people might tell them about me or what they'll say or what they'll learn about, you know, a quote unquote deadbeat dad, which I don't consider myself that my situation was one where I had to leave, uh, for emotional purposes. Um, there was some stuff going on that I just, I couldn't be around anymore. So with that comes the concern of there's stigmas surrounding being a divorcee. You know, uh, there's a lot of people who look at it as a failure socially. Uh, a lot of people are uncomfortable with it. A lot of people don't want to talk about it. <laughs> and a lot of people um, have their own presumptions about what it means for someone to get a divorce. Like they're not good at relationships that are, or they're not good at people or they're mentally unstable or they can't make good decisions in their life or they'll never amount to anything because they got a divorce. It's, it's all nonsense, first of all. And it's, it's hard to talk to people about stuff because you know that they think that, you know, that a lot of people think that stuff and it's hard to confide in people. It's hard to trust people. It's hard to feel like you can be yourself and, um, really properly express yourself because you really not only just express yourself, but be able to talk to them without having someone throw their version of what they would do in that scenario at you. Um, that's a lot of what I've dealt with, uh, particularly when it comes to the kids situation. Uh, a lot of people feel like both with marriage and with par parenting that you have to push through as much as possible. And uh, to not do that makes you a failure or a deadbeat or an idiot. And that's simply not true. Circumstances define the situation very, very differently. And uh, in the next segment, I'm going to keep talking about that a bit. So an important thing to remember when dealing with social stigma is that much of the time, those who are delivering the stigma just kind of throwing things at you are probably not thinking about it much. They're probably not actively like plaguing in their minds what this actually is or what this means to them. Uh, first of all, if they're thinking about what it means to them, they're not actually taking stock in what the situation is because it's not about them. It's about you, but they also are probably not just thinking at all. Uh, in depth, it's probably, it's, it's possibly not even a topic they've had to think in depth about at all, uh, ever. Um, they may not have been exposed to it when it comes to particularly, so to break it down, what I, what I'm talking about is essentially with stigma in reference to mental health, divorce, and sort of like the single parent who's left, who had to leave the divorce sort of thing. And, um, likely people who have opinions on it are, are formulating their opinion based on other people's experiences that they've maybe loosely encountered stories from other people or even pop culture, whether it's been through like daytime TV or 
the Kardashians <laughs> or some sort of some sort of uh, I don't know, just just something that they've come across um, via social media or just f- people talking about it loosely, or you know, they read an article or something, or their opinions are formulated by like their faith or their family dynamics. You know, the family dynamics are, are, you know, tricky and it's, um, that's a, that's a whole other thing. I'm going to break that down in a second. Okay. So I, I cut that last segment short cause I was get, I got a phone call and, um, <clears throat> so, but, but basically what I was talking about was, um, like that people who, a lot of people who provide the stigma just don't know what they're talking about. It's true. They just, they think they know what they think they would do in a scenario or like if you were dealing with a very heavy mental health day, they'll give you that cliche crappy advice of like, well, just, just get up, just do it, just go. And you know, that's, that's kind of the problem I have with a lot of the, um, motivational advice that comes with today. They don't really, doesn't explore a lot of the nuance of things. I think there are, um, particularly when it comes to mental health. I mean, you know, if if it comes to like generational things or young kids who are just like trying to please their parents and they don't realize a lot of the underlying psychological things that are keeping them from doing the things that they want to do, that's totally different from like knowing you have the ability and the talent, but like your mental health just doesn't let you get there. There's a very real difference and it's hard to describe that. It's hard to really like, it's hard to sell that as a genuine feeling. You know, it's hard to let people know that that's a thing because they don't feel it themselves. So how could they possibly empathize? You know, uh, and then even after, even after somebody who goes through a lot of that stuff, like doesn't end up offing themselves, uh, people will publicly shame them even after that too. So it's really just lack of empathy. Um, and I think it's not fair to allow yourselves to let that let you down. You know, there are 7 billion people in the world and unfortunately there are going to be many of them that won't understand your situation via uh, whether it's through the mental health divorce or the uh, child abandonment sort of uh, angles. And um, like those scenarios, those scenarios are all difficult things. And you've got to kind of give yourself a little bit of room to breathe. Allow yourself to realize that, yes, there are 7 billion people in the world. Many of them are going to be against you, but there are people who will be on your side. There will be people who can empathize, who have been there, who, you know, it maybe could take a little bit of Googling, actually. (laughs) There have been so many people writing so many articles about so many things that if you just, if you can't find the thing you're looking for, find a new way to phrase it and find it. I was having a hard time. So last night, sort of in my difficulty... Um, that I was feeling with guilt of this child abandonment, I started looking up things like divorced dad, divorced dad long distance, um, you know, unborn pregnancy, divorced dad things. Mostly there were articles about like, you know, 
divorced dad left his pregnant wife. <laughs> a lot of guilting. And um, I just had to find a different way to approach it, so I started looking up divorced dad. There's uh, There were a couple websites that I came across that spoke about it, and um, as I started to like refine my search a bit, I, find, I found more compassionate and caring articles um, about the topic. And um, I think in the next segment, I will um, talk about that more specifically. But when it comes to, so this is probably the more of the mental health segment, I guess, but you know, that was affecting my mental health last night. And sometimes when I go down, when I get into that mode, I will go down a research rabbit hole. And really, I do want to find the articles or the stories that maybe not necessarily just reaffirm what I'm thinking, but who are speaking in a compassionate and empathetic way. You know, because then there are, there are some articles out there that are just like, you know, oh, you're just making excuses, and you're not getting out of your bread, and you're not doing the do 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 That's like, that's how I imagine their voice. It's just like the chef from the Muppets. That's how I imagine all, like, people who are just providing their quote-unquote opinions and stigma about things, opinions about things that you don't know anything about, which is like a whole other topic that I'm going to get into later because that's annoying on its own. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, next I'm going to dive into um, some of what I was actually looking up last night. So yeah, last night the bulk of what I was going through was just feeling this guilt um, based upon there's a lot of noise out there. Okay, they're done. Somebody was yelling or something. I don't know, they're still yelling. I don't know, I don't see it. There's a lot of snow, so maybe there's just people outside playing? I don't really know, but it sounded like some sort of domestic thing. I don't know, sometimes that happens in this building. It's actually pretty quiet here most of the time, which is really nice. Then occasionally you hear an argument, like there was our upstairs neighbors uh, at some point were like arguing, I think like the dude that was living up there was like seeing another woman or something <laughs> anyway um so uh, last night uh, i got into basically this kind of whirlwind of thinking about like feeling like i was abandoning my child and um just kind of wondering not really i mean just very loosely wondering if like all the decisions i've made so far are good ones and it's sort of it's more of like a reaffirming thing as opposed to like a regret sort of thing. It's more of like just kind of re going through the process and like saying like, yes, okay, this is the best decision based on all of the current events. And my fear of abandoning my child, my guilt is not actually my own guilt. It is guilt that I'm associating with other people's perspectives because anytime I've talked to anyone about this situation with my child, the instinct is like, dude, you got to be in your kid's life no matter what. And like San Diego is expensive. <laughs> that is a whole scenario that is not emotionally fit for me. Like it's not, I'm, I'm getting into like an explaining thing and I'm not trying to explain myself. Basically what I'm saying is like, essentially like, I don't want to get into scenarios where I do feel like I'm explaining myself, so it's not fair <laughs> to allow myself to judge myself based on other people's stigmas or ideas. 
and I shouldn't look at it that way. I think the best thing that I could do and the best thing that I was doing was I started doing a little bit of research. There was plenty of articles that were guilting and I moved past those because that's not appropriate. Um, you know, this isn't like back in the day where everything was immediately in favor of, you know, the, the mother. It's, it's a situation where, you know, it's, it's actually worse if the mother is trying to actively keep their child away from the father. And I think there are more people on my side, um, than previously would have been. Uh, I think there are a lot of men also who are not so positive about it. They are, they jump on the deadbeat dad bandwagon and say like, why aren't you trying everything? <laughs> Which is like the, um, the, the, the Joker to the Batman is that statement <laughs> of, why haven't you tried everything? It's like, ugh. It's like my least favorite phrase of 2017. And essentially, I, I just, I've tried everything, you know? That's why I'm here. And I'm still trying everything, actually you want to put it that way you know I'm, I'm working on making myself a better person so that I can be a better father that I can uh, potentially work something out and be able to be present in some form to be available to be nurturing in the ways that I know that I can be even though it's going to be a long-distance scenario it's going to be something that's unconventional but let's face it, I mean, there are so many more unconventional scenarios than we give credit for. We generalize things so much, which is what the stigma is all about, right? We, we generalize so many things and forget that there are so many nuances, there are so many specific scenarios. Like, I don't understand why there's this heavy this stigma on divorce when 50% of people in the United States get a divorce. <laughs> <laughs> like, how does that make any sense that there's a negative stigma on it? If anything, there should be a negative stigma associated with marriage because, like, something's not working there. Or relationships, or parents, or I don't know. Something's not working there. So to blame it on the divorcees is, you know, the divorcees are people that are actually seeing the light and <laughs> making a decision. So I'm gonna, I'm gonna conclude this in a moment. So one of the really the key takeaways that I want to discuss with this topic is just differentiating your feelings from the generic feelings that everybody else has. Generic, like not well thought out, not researched, not discussed. Like really anybody in your life that has any interest in you as a person should be asking questions more than they're delivering statements. Especially if there are people that are very close to you and care about you. They should be asking you about what you're going through as opposed to making these statements or judgments based on an article or like these people on The View or some other daytime talk show or some political rant or some other some tweet that they saw or some YouTube video that they saw because none of that while it's an expression of real life in some sense or another, it is often diluted and generic 
and generalized because every scenario is different and the only way that you can actually help a friend or help someone is to listen to them and their scenario and that's how you need to approach your own scenarios as well like for me i need to realize that my situation is unique everybody has like something that might be similar or a little bit different but my situation with the person that I'm working with, I'm dealing with, where I am now in life, how my mindset is, how my mental health mindset is, how other people's mental health mindsets are in this within this scenario, the allowances or disallowances of what I can or can't do when it comes to my child, like all of those things are unique to my scenario, and I need to be the one to work through them. So when, so so really that this is for two people. This is. This is for the person that is feeling the guilt or feeling like a terrible person for feeling the way that they feel. This is for you to separate yourself, your feelings, who you are as a person from the generalized stigma because often your feelings of guilt or feeling terrible are in association with wanting to feel quote unquote normal. And normal is not a thing. Normal is often defined by this mishmash of ideas that people have about culture, about marriage, about mental health, about being a parent, about uh, like all these things that you see on TV or listen to on the radio or other public spheres that you kind of just collect these different ideas and you're like, okay, put this plus this plus this plus this equals normal. And if I'm not that, then shit, I have to deal with that. And that feels terrible. I say nay, nay, nay. <laughs> you shouldn't feel that way because you are you and you are dealing with your unique situation. And the other person I'm speaking to is the person who should be listening to that person. The person who claims to be the friend, or claims to be the family member, or claims to be the person that is close to them, like, you should be asking more questions. You need to stop pretending like you know what you're talking about. You need to stop pretending like you know what they're going through. You need to stop pretending just because there's a label on something, or because you may have loosely heard of this scenario, or you have an idea of what you think a parent should be like, or a divorcee, or a husband, or a wife, or someone who goes through depression, or you might think you know what bipolar disorder is, or you think you might know what OCD is, or you've seen someone like line something up on a shelf and you're like, oh, they're so OCD, oh, I, I've been there before, and you start to like loosely make parallels or loosely try to empathize with them instead of actually listening and asking them questions about the specific things that they're going through. That's really the problem. We need to ask more questions and stop putting these assumptions with these generic statements. Generic. Generic. Think about, so generic, meaning store brand. You're asking store brand questions or you're having store brand thoughts. <laughs> so you should stop having store brand thoughts about your friends, about your people that are going through stuff. Like. Take the time, do the research, spend a little more money, get the premium stuff, because it's going to taste like garbage, and that's not good for anybody. You know what I'm saying? I hope you guys are going well. I hope you learned something. I'll talk to you some other time.
Actually, I've decided to not end it there because I just want to, I want to bring it home. I want to let you know that the reason that I do this, the reason that I say this, the reason that I put this out to people is that there's something in me that believes that a lot of people have the capability of being more intelligent than they give themselves credit for. You have the ability to not stigmatize people. You, as a human being, have the ability to not make generic statements, to go beyond your basic thinking, to go beyond your basic negative instinct. Because we're not living in the jungles anymore. At least, I'm not. Like, we don't have to give in to our immediate negative instincts. We could think a little bit further. We could have a discussion. I guess... I guess I hold out hope. Maybe it's idealistic. It's probably way too idealistic because there are just too many people. That's the problem. There's too many people. <laughs> too many people who are unwilling. And you have to... And I'm sure if you're listening to this and, you know, maybe you're already in this camp. So it's like... Uh, I, I, I feel like we all have a responsibility to at least, like, stand up for ourselves that way we can teach others to do the same to show people that we are providing compassion and love and understanding to other people and not just pretending like we know or just faking being there because they are someone we're supposed to be there for there's a difference between wanting something and feeling like you have to do something and often when it comes with family and friends we just feel like we have to be there but if you genuinely want to be there then you've you got to put in the extra effort and lead by example show that you are interested show that you genuinely want to help I don't mean do things for them I don't, I don't mean like be codependent or whatever I mean ask questions be interested don't make assumptions be impeccable with your word say what you mean if you're not sure ask questions if you have an opinion make sure it's filtered through a question first can't just make a statement based on what someone else said there's too much going on in the world, too many situations where somebody's just taking what somebody else said, taking an article, taking a statement on social media, regurgitating Gary V, <laughs> or, uh, or going through, I don't know, reciting a book that they read and not thinking for themselves or not asking proper questions. Talk to each other. Be there for each other. That's how you kill the stigma. Like removing the assumptions. That's what stigma is, right? Assumptions. It's one big assumption about what someone is or isn't. You know, stigma is about people who are poor being junkies or something. You know? <laughs> like, there's so many people. There's so many scenarios. To distill distill scenarios into buckets is 
understandably efficient, but at the same time, you're missing. You're missing so much. You're missing so much information. And you're probably missing out on people. Probably missing out on opportunities. You're making judgments about people and not allowing yourself to get to know them. Not allowing yourself to to learn about who they are. Or maybe you learn that there is a way that you can help them. Or something that they can help you with. But your shitty judgments are getting in the way. So, have a little bit of faith. Have some compassion for people. Ask questions. Yeah, that's all I got. So, with that, I hope you guys... I know it's been a heavy, heavy topic, but I think it's important. And show some love for someone. On that note, I'll talk to you later. Hey everybody, I want to thank you guys for listening to the CEDO Audio Extravaganza. If you would like to go to HiMyNameIsChristian.com, you can sign up for my newsletter where you'll get the written version of the podcast and uh, follow me on Rival My Design on all the social channels and all that good stuff. We can chat and have ourselves a jolly good time, whoever it is that I am. So I really appreciate it. And um, thank you guys. I hope you have a good one.